what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Brothers in Tech is a weekly podcast focused on personal and home technology, helping provide you, our fellow brothers and sisters in tech, with some information, assistance, and recommendations. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh.TV podcast network. My name is Alan Jackson, and with me is my brother, Brian Jackson, our brother in, in tech. And uh, how you doing, Brian? Good, good, Alan. I am doing well. I'm, uh, well, I'm always excited about this time. We, we know, yeah. you and I, we like talking uh, tech. We like, uh, well, we kind of like talking with each other. Um, but, we, you know, we uh, deal with talking to each other. Yeah, well, um, we get to the tech, right? We get to the, we do it for the people, Alan. <laughs> Right. We do it for the listeners. Today is actually going to be all about listeners because it is about. a little interesting episode we're going to do, a little something different we've not done actually since we started the show. Um, but before I set that up, just as a reminder to everybody listening what this show is all about, Brian and I get together on a regular weekly basis and we talk technology, but we're really focused in on personal technology. So that's home, family, personal tech. We don't get into enterprise. We don't get into corporate world tech uh, or any kind of like futuristic tech news. And this is really like hands-on things that you guys uh, could all be using in your own personal life. And again, we set up the show because we just know way too many of us that are those IT people in the family, those go-to IT people whenever somebody has a trouble or an issue with a piece of technology uh, so we're typically the ones that get called. So we thought, you know, let's form a, a brother and sisterhood around this, these group of people and let's share some knowledge and let's help, uh, help each other out and make ourselves the best family IT members we can be. Yep. So, yep. Yeah. Fair enough. And of course, you know, if you are the person who is annoying members of your family by asking them questions, you're welcome here as well. Right. So yeah. hopefully this will, this will limit some of those questions that you might have to them or, make you look incredibly smart by bringing some cool technology up to, uh, to those folks. So gain yeah. some respect back. So uh, that's right. Kind of make you your own self-sufficient a little bit and gain some of your own respect within your family, whatever the role is, we're here to help. This yep. is what we love to do. We love to talk about it. So normally Brian, we get together and especially in the past several months, we've had a guest with us and we kind of explore different topics each time we get together. And uh, we're going to take a one week break from that this week. And that uh, we our mailbag is filling up, Brian. You know, we every, at the end of every episode, you give an email address and ways for people to contact us if they have a question or idea or just want to uh, explore a topic with us. And uh, you know, we just haven't really done a lot with those questions yet. But I thought we have a free week. Why don't we kind of well, dig into these and just pull out a few of these and see if we can answer go. some questions or, or get, some, get some feedback. Does that sound good? Yep. Yep. That worked for you? And yeah. and let me just clarify. We have responded to quite a few emails, but we haven't really broadcast those to other people, right? So for those who are thinking, yeah. oh, well, you waited this long to even read your email. No, we do read the email. And so... But these are these are ones that are kind of helpful to share, I think, with others. Well, yeah, I think these are ones where the questions are kind of topics that we haven't really either explored yet on the show or ones that we have some opinions about and thoughts on that we want to share. So let's uh let's get into this. And, and we're not uh, sharing the ones that are bashing you and I, right? We're we're done, we're not doing that, right? No, I, I don't recall seeing any of those. Oh. Did you get oh. a lot of those, Brian? <laughs> You All did. right. So our first, came, let's go they, ahead and get our came, first one. <laughs> so you're saying those came directly to you no, in your, no, your email no. box. Okay. No. Good to Alan, know. I think you just have a, I've got nothing. All of mine have been yeah. glowing, raving reviews of everything wow. we do. So you All have right. a very My good first, filter on your email. Okay. <laughs> yes. First question we've got is from, I'm just going to you know, just Jennifer. I'm just going to use first names on, okay. the, on the emails. Jennifer, who is in Portland, kind of in your neck of the woods nice. there, uh, Brian, on your side of the coast. And uh, kind of an interesting question, one I don't think we've talked about before, even though we talked about kind of personal organization at one point, but I don't think we really tackled this. She asked, uh, do either of you use to-do list software? And if so, which do you use? Mm. Or if you don't use a to-do list, what do you do to keep organized on your computer or phone? 
That's a great question. Um, I, I don't think we've really hit on to do list apps. I don't know, dude. Did we? Before? Yeah, no, no, not really. We have we've shared a uh, shopping list app in the past, right? right? Yes, Which kind have. of allows allows you to do a little bit of a to do list on it. But um, no, I don't think we've we've really stuck with the org- I mean, organization. Yeah. We've talked about things like going paperless, you know. And if you're mm-hmm. interested in that type of organization, mm-hmm. certainly go back and listen to that episode um, again, because I'm sure you've listened to it already. But um, yeah, so, well, do you want me to go first? Yeah. Well, well first off, Brian, do you use a to-do list piece I of do. software? I do. I okay. do. And, and I have to say, I've got a maybe a, a two-part response to this question. I do use sure. a to-do list app, okay. but I do not use it as effectively as I should. And well, yeah. There's I'll a lot of things that. that this thing will do that I do not do. I use it for one particular feature, which is the, the to-do list itself. So, um, so yeah, let me, let me jump in out. So I, Mm -hmm. this is one of the things I have to say, I, I tried a lot of these out. I'm always a sucker for seeing a new one thinking this is the one that's actually going to be perfect. This is the one that's going to, um, keep me organized. Um, this is one the, the one I'm using right now. I've been using for quite a while. I tried some others out. I keep coming back to this one. Um, and I'm using, and I don't know, haven't talked to you about which one you're using. So I hope I'm not stealing yours or actually kind of, I do, I could, I do, um, I'm using things, right? Okay. Things. uh, I'll, I'll tell you my history with things in a little bit, but go ahead, please. I want to hear your thoughts. All right. So things, T H I N G S. Um, Mm -hmm. it looks like I had to look it up a minute ago. They're, uh, made by culture code. Is the company. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I'm pretty sure I'm on things three. Three, three is, is the newest mostly? version. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm on version, things yeah. three. So uh, just quickly, I'll tell the listeners things is something that you pay for it. I do not pay a recurring subscription for things. I must have paid for them at one point. Um, they do allow a, uh, a 15 day, I believe it is uh mm-hmm. free trial. So, Things is something I have up all the time, and I have it on the today list. Um, and this is going, I'm going to go back and say that I don't use it the way I'm supposed to. But uh, on the today screen, it is all it is is a list, and it is a list of checkboxes. Mm-hmm. And when I pull that up, I click, you know, I have it down, I think command N for new, type in something that I need to make sure I do, I can order it. I can drag it up to the top if I want it to be first, whatever. And then I leave it. And um, so I don't do a very good job of using things like reminders or um, uh, deadlines, but it is something that when you put a something you want to do. So for example, Alan, at the very top of my list right now is show notes for Mm -hmm. our episode. Right at the end, and I have it set to recur every week on mm-hmm. Thursday that I make sure I do the show notes. And there's a checkbox next to it. And if you click the checkbox, it goes away. You've done it. Right. So it's off your list now. Uh, the other thing I really do like about it is I can click on it and say when I want it to happen. And I can say, oh, make that happen on Monday. So I could type a quick one in and say, um, I need to pay this bill click on the right and say, and move it to the first. And it does not show up on the today list until the yeah, first. Until I can the first. switch over. I can do, I can switch over to a different field, which I never do, by the way. I never look at any other thing other than today. But you can see uh, upcoming, which will show you a, basically a calendar of dates. And you can kind of scroll your dates and see what you have coming up. So if you're, if it's not on today's, um, then uh, you can uh, see what's coming up. So, mm-hmm. so w- what I would suggest, I really do like it. Uh, I like it because it's simple to enter, and this is always my biggest thing, Alan. Is is when I when I use a calendar app, or when I use a reminder app, or when I use a to do app. It needs to be quick entry. It needs to be something mm-hmm. I do not have to click a lot of buttons in order to create something. I need to say, click, type. And I'm done. Um, and this does that. Um, there also is the last thing I'll say about it that I that I really like. There is a keystroke that you can do even if it's not up, so it's in the background, or even if it's not a open. I can set the keystroke, and I think mine is uh, Command Shift T, something like that. You can set it, and then it, it'll pull up a little 
entry point. So I can say, yeah. oh, I just remember to do something, click that, enter, and go, and it becomes part of your uh, inbox or today or something like that. So I use things. Uh, it does a lot more stuff. It's got tabs for folders and for things that someday and all these different versions, I don't use them. Uh, I probably should, but so tell me before you tell me yours, tell me your experience with things. Cause it sounds like you have a history. Oh, so I, I use things for quite a while and okay. I really liked it. Used or use currently used. Okay. Previously. Okay. There's a reason I moved away and it has nothing to do with things, the quality of things. Um, so, you know, you and I have talked about the setup subscription yep. service that yep. we, we both belong to where you basically get a library of apps available to you to install and use for that, that $9 a month subscription. And um, I, I I will try to use any of those apps I can, because I feel like I'm investing that nine or $10 a month. I want to make the most use of it. There is a to do app in the setup subscription called to do, which is the number <laughs> two. And then the letters D O to do. So I thought, you know what, I'm going to try this out because again, if I'm already paying for it and things, you know, things is a little pricey. I mean, it's yep. like 40, 50 bucks for the, oh, wasn't that much. yeah. Yeah. And then if you want to get it also on your phone or iOS device, you got to buy another 14 or $15 version Ouch. to sync okay. up with it. Yep. So you're looking 60, 70 bucks. You could pluck down just to have things running. So I said, you know what I'm going to try to do before I do any kind of upgrade to things and pay for that. And uh, I've actually been really happy with to do, um, I, I I think things has a, a better polish and just looks nicer, but to do actually has in my book, all the same functionality. So I've got the same to do inbox view, the same to today view hmm. where it just shows me everything I'd set as do or to start that day. Um, and then I also uh, have all my to do items grouped by kind of, uh, I think things may call them like focus areas or something uh, yeah. or, or something like areas and to do, they just create or they just put them in different lists, but I can say, look, I want to look at all my work items. So everything that I've tagged as a work thing, I'm going to go into that and I can just see my list of everything sorted by to due date and priority levels. But now I want to flip to my home category and I want to look at all my home to do's and then yeah. If I want to create projects, I can create a little folder project and inside the project have due dates and all that. So again, the same thing that things will let you do. I do think things is probably more polished and has a bigger user base. So there may be a lot more support and more functionality and probably chances of it lasting a longer time, I would think might be higher too, but I'm already paying the nine or $10 a month for setup. So I just decided to go ahead and use the one that came with that, that subscription. And I've been really happy with it. Nice. Um, like you, I do not use it as much as I, or, or as yeah. extensively as I should. I yeah. do leave mine up all the time it is a great place for me just to drop in anything I think of. Oh, wow. I really should do this. I really yep. should remember to do this in the future. And I just dump it into the inbox. My problem is that inbox gets so big and I don't spend the time carved out like you're supposed to to go and really kind of churn through those things. We did do an episode one time, Brian, where I think I talked a lot about the whole getting things done yep. kind of idea. If you yep. remember, like that was one of our earlier episodes, I believe. And the idea that you're supposed to like take to do items and like take a good piece of software. And the minute you think of something that needs to be a to do item, you put it in that inbox. And then you're supposed to spend some time every day going through that inbox and putting them in the right folders or putting due dates on them or kind of organizing them. That's my problem is I don't do that like I should. So my inbox right now is pretty overwhelming. Hmm. Um, and I just need to dedicate more time to working with it. But I like the software. If that's what Jennifer's question was, is what do we use? Right. I do think things in to do the two we talked about are, are very, very similar in the way they yeah. look and function yeah. by all means. So if you um, were able to, to get on the set app, your to-do is probably a good option since you're already paying for yeah. it. If not, you're ready to invest some money because um, you're right. I just looked. So it's $50 right now. I'm pretty sure I didn't pay that. I think that's gone up yeah, it's uh, and up. I've had it for a while. But um, they also tells you when they start charging like that, it also tells you they put quite a bit of effort into it. There's lots sure. of upgrades. Absolutely. Um, and then, as you said, there's a iPhone and watch uh, mm -hmm. for, for $10. And I will say I use that, so I must at some point have 
uh, have upgraded to that. But I do like being able to pull it up on my watch, see my list, click the check boxes, get them out of the way, you know, add a new thing there. So yeah, there's some there's some cool things. I I think I think um, I think to do software is a good thing if you're someone who is on the computer a lot. If this is your way of interacting, if you're on your phone. Mm-hmm. I will say, Alan, the one thing I have always looked for, I'm a big menu bar fan. Mm-hmm. I really like to have things that I can do a keystroke and have something drop from the menu bar. Mm-hmm. To Things doesn't do that, uh, mm-hmm. and I wish it did. So instead of me doing a keystroke where I have an entry point that floats uh, floats up in the middle of the screen, I'd love it to to drop down a list from my menu bar, like my calendar is. I use Fantastical and have that. I'd like it to drop down my checkbox, let me do a quick enter, and then have it be in that list because that's the way I really use it. And uh, I don't know if Todo does that, but that's that's a feature I think is really beneficial for uh, mm. for folks. So, anyway. yeah, no, I, I I I could see that. To me, the thing that's beneficial or the, the essential for a to do item to do list, it has to have a mobile or I you know mobile for version sure. that yeah, syncs up. See it, yeah. Because again, yep. I. I I think of to-do items everywhere and I don't just think about them sitting in front of the computer. So I need to be able to key them in wherever I am and know that it's going to be synced up with my list back at home or on the computer as well. Um, so I think making sure it's available wherever you need it to be is pretty key. And then that quick entry, you mentioned that yep. about the keyboard command to just be able to quickly say, <laughs> I got an idea, something I need to put in the list and I don't want to have to open up the whole app and wait for it to open and all to do has a similar function, which I use yeah. all the time. So yep. Yep. That's, that's why my key. inbox is so freaking big is because I just keep dropping things in from that keyboard shortcut yep. uh, to add. So sounds like we're, we're very similar in our approach yep. and, um, and it both, also sounds both like we both need to be better. So oh, for sure. Both things yeah. and then the setup and together will both offer a free trial, right? Yes. So yeah. to do, uh, to do, do I know there's things. a free version of to do you can try or yep. trial version things there is a limited day yep. number yep. of like 14 uh, day. days i think yeah uh it's an important it's an important decision what app you kind of settle into because once you get invested in it you really are probably kind of locked in it for a good while especially yep. if you're a heavy user and you have a lot of to-do items to keep up with and organize them carefully and future uh, so you don't want to get yeah. you don't want to get locked into a piece of software that just doesn't work for you or you don't enjoy using so yeah yeah, it's an important cool. question. Thank you. Well, thank you, Jennifer. Jennifer awesome. from uh, Oregon on that question. Let me let me go ahead and hit a, a next one, Brian, if that's okay. Yeah, um, let me read. All right, so this is from Brad, and uh, he's over here in my side of the country. Oh, okay. Kind of in the uh, the Hickory, North Carolina area where I am located. And the question here is, or I guess more of a comment. He starts with, uh, "Both of you have recently moved into new homes." Uh, what home automation or technology are you the most pleased with so far? Now, so Brian, you and I have talked about home automation, home tech a lot. And a lot of our, maybe our recommendations throughout the last several months seem to be kind of steered in that direction because like this listener said, you know, yes, we did just both move into new homes ourselves in the last six months. Yeah. And, um, it, I know when I moved into my house, I think I even said on the show, my goal was to automate as much in this house as possible. And I know that that's something you probably have played around with a little bit too with your, yeah. your new house. Uh, so the question is, is there one thing, one type of automation or home technology that we are still finding ourselves being the most pleased with looking back after our moves? And I've got one. If, yeah, why don't you start? Because I, I know a few that I'm decently happy with. I'm trying to trying to pick one. So go ahead and let me make okay. sure I'm not picking something similar to yours. So. Well, um, I know I mentioned this as something that uh, we were going to put into our home. And uh, I don't remember if I ever did a follow-up on how well it's working. But um, the idea of a smart lock was mm, something yeah. I resisted for a really long time. Uh, a, because I thought they were ugly. I just, I did not like the idea of this giant lock taking the place of a more elegant traditional handle on a door. Mm-hmm. So I really just didn't want it. I mean, the last house we came from had a certain kind of visual style to it. I didn't want to mess it up by putting a big bulky uh, smart lock on the door. Right. And then now the house we moved into is a completely different look, but it's still, it's a 1950s home. 
we try to make the outside of it look very you know original mm-hmm. and that this thing would have been an eyesore so i've really resisted smart locks however i think i mentioned on the show that i did install one called the level bolt yeah, it is a home kit sure. compatible one and it's called the invisible smart lock which that was the selling point for me so again the sell, the, the idea of the smart lock is that it acts as a lock. You can actually turn it, you know, uh, 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 open and close manually, like just like you can in the other door. But you also have the opportunity to use your mobile device and to lock it or unlock it either when you're away from your home or when you're walking up to your home. Uh, it's just, again, it kind of keeps you from having to worry about a key. You know, hmm. the idea is that you don't really have to have a key if you don't want it, because as long as you can get into your app to open up your lock, then it'll always be open for you. But the reason, again, I like the level bolt and I've been so happy with it is it is truly invisible. By that, I mean, it actually is something that you take off your existing door hardware, you in, you install this bolt and it just replaces the bolt mechanism in your, your door. It does not replace not the, the outside, not the outside, not the outside. Okay. just the bolt. So you install that, then you put your existing hardware back or whatever hardware you're going to use on your house. And so it's invisible. You do not know there's a smart lock inside that that handle, but it works just like any other smart lock, meaning I can still take a key, turn my lock, and it will turn the bolt or lock it or unlock it. But if I don't want to use a key uh, or I don't want to use the deadbolt slider on the inside, uh, I can just pull up my phone and say, hey, S-I-R-I. Uh, lock my lock my kitchen door hmm. and you know within about five or six seconds it locks the door and i can look on my phone and see a status in home kit and say it says your front door is locked or your kitchen door is locked you know it's one of those things i drive away from the house and i, I think oh my gosh i don't think i locked the, the door i can just pull up and be like oh yeah i did lock it it says it's locked or i can choose to lock it so again i'm a big fan i'm a convert on it i did not think smart locks were going to be something i was going to use or enjoy but i love the fact that this one is so uh invisible it is pricey it's 200 bucks um i really you know i've only put it on one door in our house we don't have it on the other door because we never really go in and out of that door very often um so it is it is pricey but it has been i've used it several times as a lifesaver it Times I I could not remember if I locked the door or not, and I was able to take care of it manually. Or we had one situation where somebody, a family member, needed to get inside of our house while we were out of town because we needed them to take care of the dog or something. Mm -hmm. And it was nice just to say, look, we'll just go to the door. We're going to unlock it for you, and uh, you can go on in, and we'll lock it when you're done. And it would have been impossible to pull off something like that uh, before, so... Anyway, that's mine. The level bolt, yeah, uh, two hundred bucks. You can get Amazon, Best Buy, any of those places. And I'm I'm a very big fan. It does work with the HomeKit app if you are a Apple user and would like to work in that 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 technology. So, so Alan, I'm just looking at it online. It are the new versions now have fingerprint sensor. Mm. I don't know. I haven't it looked looks at like the it. Yeah. Lock so. or unlock your door with the touch of a finger or a key Ooh. card. So it looks like they, some of them have put now a, uh, or maybe the touch of the finger actually has it then check with your phone being local or something. I haven't looked into it, but okay. um, yeah. So there, it looks like they're continuing to develop and uh, create yeah. some new things, which is cool. So you know, I love that well, idea. I'm, I'm we, a, I'm a really big fan. I, yeah. I wish it was a little bit cheaper. Yeah. I would probably move yeah. quicker on getting the other door in my house done if uh, it was more like a hundred dollars. But you know, two hundred. But it's probably most pricey. important to have it on one, right? Yeah. I mean, that's that's where right. the key is. It, you know that that's the way you go if you don't have your key handy, right? That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, cool. And that's probably why they have to charge a little more for it because it's not something you're going to buy eight of, you know, yep. for your house. I mean, yep. it's pretty much you buy for one and that's pretty much your investment there. So, yeah, yeah. no, that's cool. Right. That's very, very right. cool. Did I give and you enough time to think of what your uh, most you, yeah, satisfied yeah. home tech edition has been? Well, and, and I tell you the reason I'm balking on this a little bit is that there's, there's actually several that I'm pretty happy about. We've talked about a few okay. of them. You know, the wise cameras we talked about yeah. that I've been happy with. Um, by the way, just an update for those who heard me talk about the outdoor cameras. 
I charged them for the first time the other day. And when I charged them, remember, I put these in at the beginning of April, Alan. I charged them, but two of them were still at 50% and wow. the other one was at 33. So, um, yeah. So they I could just, go probably five to six months. I think six months is what I would imagine they could go before that's I great. absolutely had to charge them. So that's great. That's impressive. Um, I could talk about the Ecobee uh, thermostat, been happy with it. I could talk about the garage door opener. Um, but what I'm going to talk about, since you oh, went... What, wait a minute, what garage door opener did you... Okay, so yeah, you're right. I I didn't put it in. This was already here. Um, oh, I think we did talk yeah, about yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think it's the ch- Chamberlain, I believe. Yeah, the Chamberlain maybe? one. Yeah, we yeah, talked about that. Yeah, okay. so I'm very happy with it. It was already here once I finally Good. got the account switched over. By the way, there's a one quick little note for people. Was something like a... So I've had this with two technologies, which is one of the things I don't think people talk much <laughs> enough about. If you move, be sure to... <laughs> unlock or un you know take off of your account or call to cancel or leave the person who moves into your house a way to get that new equipment to work for you i had to work so hard to try to get this uh, garage door opener to then join my account because of course safety wise it doesn't want to just let anybody use it yeah, right sure. so i had to call i had to go through this long rigmarole to try to get that happen i had the exact same thing happen with the um uh, with a sprinkler system, the irrigation system that was left. Great system, but it wouldn't allow me to use it because it says the previous user has not notified us that they've left yet. So I had to actually get the previous user to call and tell them that. Uh, so that's like that, that a little yep. helpful hint for everybody. If you're selling a house and you've upfitted it yep. with some tech, yep. make sure you sign out of everything or relinquish the account or whatever you need to do to make it yeah, easier. Yeah, you, you have a thermostat, all the stuff, leave them the info or go and actually cancel your account so they can start fresh. So, yeah, um, and actually, Alan, so the one thing I'll talk about this, I don't know if you remember back when we had Jeff Hartman on our very first, I believe, mm-hmm. um, uh, you know, uh, guest, he talked about a Sonos um, portable speaker that yes. he had purchased. Right. Mm-hmm. And at that point I had decided I was going to jump into the Sonos world myself. And right. I have now done that. Oh. Um, and so I, I will say I'm happy, but I have not put enough time and energy yet to make it perfect. Um, okay. So let me let me let me give you a quick rundown. I have, um, and every one of these, by the way, just for people to know, I bought them used, so I didn't buy any of this new. Um, and uh, so there was a little bit of a question mark as to how I was going to whether they were going to work right. But I now have two sound bars, so I have two TVs. I have a living room and a family room. I bought a sound bar for both of them because the beauty of a Sonos, when you buy a sound bar from Sonos, and there's like three or four different kinds of them, but is that now the the HDMI connects directly to it. So anything, even if you're playing music and you turn your TV on, it switches from music to the TV. You know, it does things, right? You don't have to then go and work around it. Um, so for those who don't know Sonos, the, the whole reason Sonos system is kind of well-respected one it's it's good sound they make really really high quality um uh speakers but the other is they are connected speakers so anything you put on your sono system anytime you add another speaker it's another piece that can be wirelessly connected to the other speakers so uh, they have multiple versions of speakers they have one they're called the sonos one they're little they look about the size of a home pod um you know those you i don't know you can find them for 150 bucks, maybe. The uh, so I have downstairs where it's my movie room, or I'm treating it like my movie room. I have a sound bar under the TV, okay. and then I have two of these Sonos ones behind me. And the beauty again is you can go into the app and say, "Well, this is what I have. Group these three speakers together for my family room." So if I say mm-hmm. play music in family room, it's going to play it on those three speakers. I could also right. take one of them away and then say, no, 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 make this one the bar so that now it it knows how to adjust. And it does a really nice job of taking you through a sound thing. So, oh, you're going to use them as stereo. Let's make sure I configure them so that the sound comes in stereo. Uh, the part I really like is that you can integrate it in with your home assistant 
with Alexa. Mm-hmm. And there are newer versions of this. So my one of my sound bars, the new one, uh, has it built in. So you don't have to have a an Amazon dot anywhere. It is the Amazon mm-hmm. dot. So okay. if it's playing That's music, nice. yeah. I say Alexa. Mm-hmm. And it dims the music, lowers it waits for you to say something and it will do it. Sure. So that's really cool. The old versions do not. Um, but what I love about this is I will walk out and I put one of these outdoors, which by the way, I wouldn't necessarily recommend. I put it outdoors because we have a massive eave. It's completely covered. It's never going to get wet. I bought a little cover to go over it anyway. Uh, but that's outside. So I can walk and say, Alexa, play music outdoors. And it knows to say, oh, well, here's your Apple music. And I'm playing it on the outdoor speakers. Uh, I had a we had some friends over the other night, and I said, "Play music everywhere." Mm-hmm. Every speaker that I have in the entire house was playing the exact same music at the same time. It was it was awesome. So that is you, one of my favorite f- cool things is when you are at you know have a house with multiple speakers, or you go somewhere and you can walk from one room to another, and it's still playing the same song sync. in different yep. speakers. I love yep. it. Yep. Um, yep. I think it's just the way it ought to be. Agreed. We got that working with our, with airplay to like my, the TV in my, in our living room. And then a home pod, we've got in another room. Yep. We can stitch them together. It's not easy. There is right. a lot of maneuvering you got to do to kind of do it, but you can. Sonos, I know that's what it excels at. I mean, yeah. it's just out of the box ready to start doing that. So <clears throat> what I would tell you, if, if you did Sonos, you could do it through your Apple TV. That's what we were doing yeah. originally. Um, and that was because we were not using a soundbar. If you're mm-hmm. not using a soundbar and you decide to make, you know, three wireless speakers be your living room speakers, you have to go, you have to make sure you're buying the ones that are AirPlay compatible, which are a kind of version two. It's the latest ones. Uh, and then you can go into your Apple TV and say, oh, play to the living room or play okay. to the family room. All right. right? So you but doing the nice part, Sonos before. does. Yeah. Sonos does it now. Uh, and you can do it through uh, that, that your Amazon, uh, Alexa, which I think is really cool. So I would say I'm really happy, really happy with the sound. I'm really happy with the ability to, uh, use voice to tell it where I want to play. Um, I am not happy with the app. I would say Sonos does not do a great job with their app unless once you get in the habit of saying, play this here, play this here and play this here, you can pull up the app and see three different streams. And for each one of them, you could click forward, you could raise the music so you can control all of them in one place, which is kind of cool. So, yeah. so yeah, simply because I haven't talked about it before, I would say I'm, I'm happy with where I'm going. Um, there's a lot, I, it's not necessarily what I would encourage people to get into because it is expensive. That's why I said sure. I bought every one of them used. I yeah. would probably not have done it to buy them all new because they're stupidly mm. expensive, but yeah. I'm hoping this will be something that uh, allows me flexibility. I love the idea that I could actually move to a new house, switch the orientation of these things, and they still work rather than having the center speaker and the back speaker only used for those things that can maneuver them different places. So anyway, so the Sonos speakers. Sonos speakers, Brian has been happy with. Mine is the level, the level bolt. Both lot, very expensive choices, by the way. But, yeah, yeah, we went a little pricey, but I guess yeah. we get what we pay for. We've spent more money on it, and they're the ones we're the happiest with right now. So Very true. It's yeah. good. All right, let's move on. I got a couple more questions here, Brian. Okay. Um, this one, it actually says, hi, this question is for Brian specifically. Oh, God. This is from Chris in, Chris in Michigan. Uh, Brian, do you ever feel insecure by the amount of knowledge your older and wiser brother has, or is that something you've just learned to live with all these years? Uh, the answer would be a resounding no. I've actually never felt that way. Um, hmm. And Chris, obviously, Michigan, obviously, Chris, obviously, Chris, our listeners has, are picking up picking up some insecurity yeah. that they hear from you. So. I'm wondering if Chris is really listening to this podcast, or if there's a confusion about what he's listening to. He's, she, he's, he, she, or he, what they are listening to. Um, he seems pretty clear in his email. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm going anyway, to be I, honest with you. I'm not sure that I'm going to be responding too much to Chris in Michigan from here on. Okay, if I see that right. email coming I mean, in, that's fine. If you want to, if you want to upset a listener of ours, that's fine. I just <laughs> we, was, don't have, we don't have many, so I won't upset him. He was, just, he was offering his own question of inquiry, and you you just shot him down. That's that's fine. I think that <laughs> says a lot. So uh, 
good. Well, I'll tell you what, well, we're going to skip on Chris's question, then let me move on to one. This is this one's just from, they just listed as Canada fan. So I assume they're from Canada. We do have a few well, listeners yeah. in Canada, so we'll see. Uh, but hi, Canada fan. Your question was, uh, based on what you've heard so far, what are your thoughts on Windows 11? I know you guys are Mac guys, but surely you've got some impressions of what Windows 11 is looking like. Hmm. Um, hmm. I mean, it's a tough one because, you know, obviously it's it hasn't come out yet. Right. Um, right. You know, we Brian and I both said very clearly we are Mac guys. We use the Mac system, but we both have worked with Windows. We are familiar with Windows. I mean, uh, you know. I like Windows 10. I'll go ahead and say it. I think hmm. micro, that has been the best version of Windows, and I think that's the closest to a smooth system to operate in. And if, if for any reason I got turned off on the Mac side, I would not be devastated going to Windows 10 because I think wow. it's actually okay. pretty good. Yeah. Um, so I have been reading up on Windows 11 and just what what's supposed to be happening with that new version. And... There's some interesting things there. Um, Brian, are you, you, you much familiar with uh, what's happening with Windows 11? Very um, little. I mean, I've read I've read some some articles uh, yeah. regarding some of the things that should be happening. I've seen some screenshots of how it should right. look and how it should work. Um, I, I would say neither you, one, we're, you know, we're neither one developer, so we're not going to be getting any kind of developer build or anything no, to kind of play no. with. And I generally have stayed away from beta software for a while now. I, I yeah. just... I don't have the space in my life to experiment with beta software and it wrecked my system. So I, uh, yeah. um, so I'm going to let the experts kind of play with it first, but, um, and just read kind of their analysis, but anyway, I'm sorry. Well, no, I was going to say, I, 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 I guess I'm with you in a way. I think windows 10 was a huge boost from previous window builds. And, um, and, and I hate to say it this way, but I felt like it was the most Mac like that it had been up to that point. And I yeah. think it's getting even more Mac-like um, yeah. with some of the uh, the things that it's changing. Uh, what I will say about Windows, one of the, maybe Alan, let's let's answer it a couple ways. Why do we not use Windows? And sure. one, I would say, I really love the the style of Mac. I love the mm-hmm. the simplicity of you know the fact that generally the things work. Um, I never liked in the past the uh, windows seem to have lots of people playing in their playground. Uh, and there was lots of, I hated going in and adding users and permissions and some of these different things that just seem to be, yeah. uh, they seem to, they, uh, yeah, they just didn't seem to be as, as clean and easy as it should have been. Uh, but again, it's been around so long. They have so many people building computers that use windows they have to stay with their fan base too right. uh, just like mac does so i i think and i think what you just said is important because that's the number one reason i do not choose to use windows is because i feel like you are still trying they're just it's building on top of a legacy that they're still yes. trying to preserve yes and in doing so it means that if you look just enough under the hood under the surface of the glossy icons and the interface there's a lot of still old code and a lot of old functions and a lot of old tasks inside of windows that are still very daunting and intimidating. Um, it doesn't take many steps. I don't think many clicks of a button to get into a DOS window right. uh, a prompt, right. or to have to start typing in backslash something or another path name. Yep. And that's, that's just what's the turnoff for me on that. Now, if I had grown up on windows and I started using windows from the first time I was on a computer, yeah, I'd probably have a different opinion. But you and I both were raised and started on Macs. So that's what, just what we know. Yeah. I will say back in the mid-90s, I was really darn close to having to switch mm-hmm. over to Windows and just feeling like that was maybe the safer move. I felt like all of the business world was going in that direction. That was where the consumers were starting to go. And I was getting left out being a Mac user. I was in the minority of just, you know, stuff wasn't being made for the Mac. I, I was kind of a... Uh, just just treat it as an oddity. Yep. Obviously, the Mac's come back around and now is pretty. Uh, uh, I don't, it's still not a majority operating system, but it's definitely a big player, and I think it's the one with the most forward momentum still. Yeah. Um, but Windows, I tell you, Microsoft, I think especially in some of their new leadership the last several years, I, I think have done some really interesting things. Yeah. I just think they're still just constantly fighting that legacy of Windows that they're still trying to maintain. Well, I think that, and, and 
and people just need to be reminded to me that uh, Mac and Windows is still very similar to the uh, iOS and Android uh, opposed views, right? It's it, you got used to it, but I think the beauty, the reason pe- a lot of people go with Android on their phones is so that they can configure things. They can dig in. I think windows is made a little bit more like that. Mac is less like that, or I should say iOS is certainly less like that, but Mac is still somewhat shut down. Um, So if you're, you know, if you're someone who likes to play, you you mentioned the mid nineties, Alan, in the late nineties, I was on a PC and that was because that's when I was really starting to get into uh, lab equipment within my graduate studies and that sort of thing. And, Lab equipment was only done on PCs. I mean, the only reason, uh, or well, the main reason is that that's where most of the computers were. So therefore, they were making software for that only. So you, you were, you couldn't do things on a Mac in a lab setting. You couldn't do things on a in, in many academic settings. So, yeah. yeah, I think I think it's getting better. Uh, uh, maybe just quickly, the things that I've seen about the new version, I think it's getting more and more. Um, uh, starting to blend a little bit with the mobile version and yes. the, or the tablet version and the, the actual desktop version. I mean, you got to remember windows has done a better job than yes. Mac has about combining those two, you know, the surface, well, which is a fantastic device. I, I think, think the surface is great. And yep. windows, that's one thing I've been jealous about is that the windows surface windows knows how to make their operating system adapt Yes. to different devices. So you can be using Windows on your desktop. And then if you want to flip over to a touchscreen tablet, it's the still Windows. Experience. You're same not experience. having to learn a whole different operating system like there yep. is Mac and iOS. Yep. I mean, granted, it's not like it's a whole huge learning curve to learn iOS if you're a Mac user, but it's still different enough that they yep. just it, you're not in the same environment. It's a different environment. And Windows said, no, we're going to take the approach of it's windows everywhere, everywhere yeah. you go, you're going to have windows. And I like that. I really do. That's one thing I, I wish there was a simplified singular version of all the Apple operating systems in a yeah. way, but um, yeah. no, I agree. I think that's a good, it's a good thing. If focusing on mobile on that note, Brian, did you know windows 11? Uh, one of the capabilities they, they rolled out for it is that it will actually natively play Android apps on the windows. Ooh. So in other words, if you have a, any Android, Android app or they have to be created for the Windows? Do I don't know, know if it's yeah. all of them, but they just say that's one of the things out of the box Windows mm-hmm. 11 will be doing. And what that means is, you know, if you're an Android phone user and you've got an app you really like, but you'd like to be able to use that app on your desktop computer too, you can actually install that Android app and it would run on your Windows desktop um, like, like, a, like any other app. And I think that's great. I really do think I I know Mac is doing the same thing with uh, getting iOS apps to be able to run on your Mac computer. And I think, again, that's a great move. But Windows seems to be beating them to it as far as having those available a lot sooner. So, Hmm. um, yeah, so integration with mobile or making it more mobile friendly, I think, is one thing we've seen. Um, So it says, yeah, so I'm just reading it. It says that people will be able to discover Android apps in the Microsoft Store and download them through the Amazon App Store. Um, so whether that means that only ones that are capable will show up, kind of like on a you know on a, yes. the App Store for mm-hmm. iOS and and Mac, I don't know, but that's that's pretty exciting. Um, I think that's it's a good really move. kind of a do. cool cool slit. Yeah. Well, in Windows 11 too. I think one of the big things they're focusing on is even though people say the interface is not dramatically different they are introducing a lot more things like widgets and more of uh, they've changed the way that the start menu and the kind of bottom tray all work. And it does sound like it's a little more Mac OS uh, related, but it does seem to be that there's a little more intuitive to how things are organized. That's one thing about yeah. windows 11 is you, you click on that start button in the bottom and it's just this massive array of everything kind of coming up and it's hard to, find what you're looking for between the whole list of folders and apps. And then you got other little tiles for apps. It does look like from what I've seen, they're simplifying that a lot or at least make it cleaner and easier to find things. Yeah. Um, and they may be also reintroducing kind of uh, shortcuts, their own little version of shortcuts. I think they call it windows. Um, oh, I'm forgetting the name of it, but Does it's basically it? an idea of kind of an automation, like little oh, scripted. Yeah. Yep. 
task that you can run uh, in in Windows as well. So it looks like they're again, also doing some widgets and things like that, which I know are popular on yeah. uh, the Apple uh, devices now yeah. as well. So to get more information to be there for you, rather than having to open something up to to have it. Yeah, yeah. that's good. I uh, again. Brian and I have not put our hands on Windows 11. It's still very much in developer build. I am curious to play with it once it comes out. I'd really like to kind of see what they've done with it. So I am curious of Windows 11. Um, I will say some of the early beta tests or testing I've heard people write up has been kind of rough. They said that the early versions have been very, a lot rougher than they expected and that some of these improvements and changes aren't really holding up. But again, it's early. I think they're supposed to be releasing Windows 11 in the fall. And uh, it will be a free update for Windows 10 users. And so they are kind of adopting the Mac model of let's not charge anymore for these big operating systems. If you've already got invested in it, let's just yeah. keep upgrading you to go along. So I, again, I'm kind of looking forward to it. I really am. I'm, I, I've got uh, ver- parallels running on my Mac where that means that's a virtualization software where I can I actually have a Windows 10 installation on my Mac, so I could fire it up if I wanted to, go full screen, and it looks like I'm on a Windows 10 PC because hmm. I do have a couple of apps I use that are Windows only, and I do have to get to them sometimes. <clears throat> so whenever Parallel says that they'll let you install Windows 11 on it, you'll do it. I'll probably give it a whirl and see how it works, and, nice. and be yeah. happy to report back. Yeah. No, I, I'm I'm decently excited. Maybe not as excited as you because I. I have one device that I use for work that has Windows on it, but I I won't get to control upgrading that for a while. But yeah, I think sure. uh, no, I I think it looks it looks nice. Uh, I'm a big fan of making things look more appealing and maybe a little less, as you said, a little less terminal <laughs> terminal window ish. Or uh, yeah. um, so I think uh, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be good. But I I, I absolutely uh, believe you should wait, <laughs> even when it comes yeah. out. Wait, read some blogs, try to wait until someone says, yep, the newer, you know, update just came out and it's clean. Uh, Wait until you do that and do that regardless of Mac, PC or whatever. But certainly on the Windows side, I think, given that some of the uh, comments we've seen so far. So, well, that is something, uh, again, we're kind of sharing some nuggets of information. Brian shared the little piece of advice about, you know, signing out of your, your accounts for any home tech when you leave your house. Uh, I'm going to echo what Brian just said about, I used to be the guy that would install the new operating system the hour it got released and download it immediately and install it. And I was always rolling the dice that it was going to work well and not cause any problems. Nowadays, I don't do that. I typically will wait a good week (laughs) to make sure I hear that, Hey, I don't want to hear that Photoshop all of a sudden doesn't open anymore. If you install this new operating system. Um, you know, part of it, I think it's just because it's, you know, it's, it's my daily work depends on it. Right. Can't take any chances, but I do think there's some logic to say, look, just wait, read, read the online news. If there's a major problem with a new operating system, whether it's windows 11 or the Mac system coming out uh, later this year, you'll hear about it within a couple of days. The news travels quick. If there's major showstopper problems with it, if you can go a week and not hear about anything major, that's going to impact you then you're probably a good safe bet to go ahead and upgrade. But those first couple of days, you do roll the dice a little bit. Maybe not yeah. as much as in years past, but you still do. So. And in case Chris in Michigan is listening, uh, notice that Alan just said he echoes what Brian said, which means that I actually said the correct thing. And Alan really had nothing else to add other than I agree. Right. So, and that's, that's fairly typical of Chris in Michigan really does listen to the show that that happens often. So I, I just, I just felt bad for Chris, Chris in Michigan. Yeah. No, Chris I, in Michigan that you just shot his question down and didn't really well, give him a good answer. And uh, no, I think I, uh, Chris in Michigan, I felt uh, bad. So I, I wanted to yeah. was confused. I might've maybe, maybe he typed that in on a, mobile device and it kind of autofilled the wrong names in the wrong place or something. I mean, mm-hmm. there's, mm-hmm. yeah. Or maybe he just got confused as which one of us was, which, um, but yeah, uh, understandable. Chris, we'll I give really you another shot. <laughs> no, I don't think there's any chance that happened. So, uh, well, anyway, so to all of our fans who wrote in, except for, it sounds like Chris in Michigan, yeah, right. Brian still Sorry, refuses Chris. to acknowledge that you, you were writing the question correctly. Um, to everybody else, though, thank you for those questions. This is great. I think it's good every once in a while, every few months, we need to kind of stop and just 
Let's ask well, you some share questions. The, share, I mean, share these the comments. Some of you know we're responding to some people, but share it to everybody. I think there's some good things to learn. Well, and again, it's a couple of topics we've either need to revisit or we hadn't talked about yet. So I think there's good prompters on that. Yeah. And uh, I think we're going to go and wrap up the the mailbag episode with that. Um, we are coming back next episode where we will be returning with our guest. Um, I think we're talking camping gear. Is that what I remember correctly? I don't know. Is I don't know. Outdoor. We, I think maybe uh, something to do with outdoors. So we're just going to leave it broad. We're, gonna, that, we're okay? keeping that summer, you know, summer trend here, right? Try yeah. to, try All right. To keep some so we're just tech. talking a little bit of outdoor tech still the next time we get together. There will yeah, also be, be cool. a brothers and tech suggestions episode coming up pretty soon where Brian and I are going to have to dig through and come up with another recommendation of something to share. So uh, we've still got some good stuff coming up, but it was good to take a little break with you, Brian, and uh, catch up on some mailbag. And uh, yeah, right well, Brian, if anybody did have some new questions to ask or something that we could be responding to offline or waiting and talking about in a future mailbag episode, uh, how can they do that? Yeah, they can send us a, an email to info at the mesh TV uh, and please do sign your name. So we'll know if it's Chris in Michigan uh, again uh, while we're reading that. Um, but info at the mesh TV. Tell us, yeah, tell us what, what you'd like us to talk about in the future. Um, if you have some things to, to add of what we've already been talking about, that we can come back with one of these filler episodes. I think is kind of cool to to backfill a little bit with some some comments. Uh, so, you know, everybody out there except for Chris in Michigan, please do uh, drop us a note. And I, God, I, do I hope he that. wasn't trying to, wanting to planning on being a sponsor or something because we really just torched him. Now. He's <laughs> right. not. He's not calling back. <laughs> Chris, the CEO of Ford in Michigan, would like to <laughs> is no longer interested in supporting. Like, well, it. I did have a lot of money to have put down in podcast <laughs> advertising, but I guess I'm not going to do it on this show. Oh, I'm sorry, Chris. I'm sorry, Chris. Let's let's talk. Let's talk. <laughs> All right, sounds great. Right, uh, great, good talking to you, Brian, as always, and yep, yep. Uh, we look forward to talking to everybody else as well. This has been Brothers in Tech here on the Mesh TV Podcast Network, and we'll look forward to talking to you next time. Take care. Right. Bye bye. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.